0: Hey y'all, it's your girl Samangie and welcome to the Avocado and Honey Podcast where we are becoming our best selves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water and let's grow together. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the previous episode where I share how the universe set me up nicely to stop smoking that good old ganja. I also share what I learned about um, how I love with my Pisces. Or sorry, with my Venus being in Pisces, and I also share an experience that I'm working on, like healing, in which I'm gonna extend over today. Like I shared, how I wanted to heal without accepting an apology and all that fun stuff. Well. It was on my heart the next day after I uploaded the podcast. So I responded to the guy that I told you about in the last episode. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you an update on that and just kind of talk about the art of forgiveness. Because this week I have really been feeling the need to readdress a lot of shit that happened to me in the past and I have to forgive and move on and shit. So I want to share my experience and journey with that as well as give you the tarot energy for the next two weeks. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with the energy for the next two weeks. I did pull two cards um, before I press record and I think it's so funny and I kinda feel like I just got like a hug from the universe, honestly, just once you hear all the shit that I'm gonna go into in this episode because the first card I pulled um, is the Justice card. So um, I feel like the name alone says enough. And then the second card I pull is the, the King of Cups which looks very rewarding. Um, so you know, I'm gonna go ahead and read you the definition of Biddy Tarot. Both cards were upright so that was the upright justice card and the upright king of cups the justice card represents justice fairness truth and the law you are being called to account for your actions and will be judged accordingly if you have acted in alignment with your higher self for the greater good of others you have nothing to worry about however if you haven't you will be called out and made to own up to your actions If this has you shaken in your boots, know that the justice card isn't as black and white as you may think. A level of compassion and understanding accompany justice and although you may have done something you regret, this card suggests that you will be treated fairly and without bias. Be ready to take responsibility for your actions and stand accountable for the ensuing consequences. If you seek justice, then justice card is a positive sign that you will indeed be served. You may be part of a legal case or awaiting final judgment from the courts or a governing body of institution. A ruling will be passed down shortly once the decision is made. You must accept it and move on. There are no retrials or second chances with the upright justice card. The justice card often appears when you need to make an important choice with the potential for long term repercussions. Be aware of the impact your decision will have on your well-being and the well-being of the well-being of others. Choose consciously by connecting with your inner guidance system, your intuition and asking for the answer that is most aligned with the highest good of all. Be ready to stand by your decisions as you will be held to account for the choices you make. You need to ask yourself, do I stand by my decisions and accept the consequences of my actions? If you cannot, then dig deeper, plunging into those shadow, the shadows of what is right and wrong until you find the place where you can stand in integrity and strength. At its core, justice is about search for truth. As you explore your truth, you will discover that things are not as clear cut as you had thought. Be prepared to dip into the murky waters and explore what truth means to you. Be consciously aware of what you believe to be true and what you believe to be fair and ethical. It may not be as clear cut as you think, so prepare to challenge yourself and to explore new territories of your belief system. So yeah, this definitely resonated with me. I'm considering, again, what I'm going to talk about later in this podcast. Um, I've been seeking justice from some of the hurt that I've experienced in the past. And um, I'll explain to y'all later that, you know, I just kind of came at peace, came to peace with everything that's happening and just kind of put my faith in the universe that justice will be served. Um, And I don't need to see it and gloat in order for it to happen, you know? So shout out to justice because we can get it spiritually because we won't get it (laughs) through our justice system. The next card I'm going to read is um, the King of Cups. The King of Cups represents mastery over the realms of emotion, creativity, and the unconscious. When this card turns up in a tarot reading, you have gained control of your feelings and can accept them without allowing them to get the better of you. Even when life throws you a a curveball, you can draw on your emotional maturity and stability to help you navigate these challenges. You don't let these things get to you and you steer clear of the drama, instead choosing an emotionally balanced and calm approach. If you are being challenged personally, the King of Cups suggests you need to remain emotionally mature when faced with negative energy from others. Be firm on your personal boundaries, stating what is and what is not acceptable on an emotional level. The king is level headed and in control of his emotions. He uses his intellect to make smart decisions and does not let other circumstances or whims sway him from his central beliefs and morals. Stay true to your emotions and feelings and do not allow others to steer you off course. The king of cups embodies the perfect balance between the executive and the heart. Not only are you able to assess and manage a situation logically, but you can also draw upon your intuition and understanding of human interactions. As a leader, you care as much about achieving your goals and objectives as you do about making sure everyone is happy and engaged along the way. If you sense that logic and emotion are out of balance, draw on the energy of the king to realign yourself. As a king, he has a masculine fatherly energy, and as a cups card, he brings his emotional self to the forefront. He offers wise advice when it comes to feelings, emotions, creativity, and relationships, and can see the human dynamic in its entirety. The king of cups is compassionate towards others, creating strong bonds and relationships based on patience and understanding. As you interact with others, you may need to navigate their strong feelings and emotional triggers so you can create a sense of peace in your interactions. He may appear in your life as a mentor, coach, or spiritual guide, or you may step into this role yourself. (laughs) Good morning, y'all. I am the King of Cups. (laughs) Um, This definitely resonated with me as well. Um, Again, y'all understand why once I get into the episode, because... I feel like these things that I've been addressing um, from my past have allowed me to really take charge and just be at peace and really understanding with my emotions. And the words of Hey Friend, Hey, like hanging out with them because that's what I've been doing this past week, hanging out with these fucking emotions. But I feel like, you know, with whatever is going on with the stars and the moon and stuff, it's probably a lot of us on the same wavelength, like, you know. So shout out to us. Um, but that's the energy for the next two weeks. Um, again, Justice Upright, King of Cups card Upright. So if you want to look more into those cards, feel free to do so always take what resonates with you of course everything's not going to resonate with you I mean it may or may not if it don't that's cool if it does that's dope too (sighs) I feel like I want to call this episode the art of forgiveness like I'm not saying I'm fully like forgiving everything but I'm in the process of doing so so I'll start with um the last a podcast episode where I said, like, you know, it was some dude I was intimate with, and I felt like he violated me, and did not violated, but he disrespected me, and I had reached out to like share how I feel. He responded saying that, you know, it was on his mind or whatever, and I said, oh man, black women do everything. <laughs> Y'all remember all that? So, um, so after all that happened, like, you know, I woke up the next day and. It was still on my heart like you know I was you know being extra and shit like you know you probably listened to this episode (laughs) and um yeah but I woke up feeling like let me make sure he actually heard me let me make sure I get my myself clear get myself through to him so I wrote him another message I responded to what he responded to and um I kind of said something of the nature like something very similar to what I said on the podcast which was um Like you know i appreciate you responding and stuff but i feel like you know it would have been more genuine had you reached out when you thought about it and um i I, I, I. and then he responded like you know i feel like when he responded he was definitely in defense mode i mean which is understandable like you know i'm telling him this happened and apparently he has a whole different perspective of what happened so he shared how he felt um got super defensive in which i got defensive and i blocked him I, i wrote like you know i wish i never responded I blocked him because it was a lot to handle. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm reaching out, wanting to heal. And I thought I was going to get a great apology, but now he's being defensive. So now I got to be defensive of myself and my emotions. So I blocked his ass because I was like, I can't do this. I just, I just, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and shout out to the little women. So then after that, I went and I took a, a shower. And while I was in the shower... Um, I was doing a lot of reflecting about like exactly what just happened. And I was just like, all right, let me be a big girl and actually listen and have a conversation. As hard as it is to do, as hard as it is to hear a different perspective that's not aligned with what I fucking experienced. Like it was really, really tough to listen. So as I took my shower, I calmed down. And not to mention, I watch tarot videos a lot. In my, in my free time, I watch tarot videos. And my favorite tarot reader is Lulu, a.k.a. House of Oshun on YouTube. House of Oshun is the name of the YouTube channel. Lulu is the name of the woman. And um, she actually did a reading, or like an Aquarius reading I was watching, and she was saying how like... She was like, it's going to be someone a little heavy set. <laughs> She's from the South and she has like a beautiful accent. She was like, someone a little heavy set. You know, that's what the older people say, a little heavy set, a little thick. <laughs> and when she told, like said that, you know, he popped to my, my mom because he thick as shit. And um, it, she was talking about him. And in the reading, she was like, you know, someone, this person is going to reach out to you. You need to hear them out. So when I was in the shower, that actually came into my mind and reminded me. And then I thought about it. So then I was like, all right, that's even more reason to really try to listen because obviously I'm getting hearing signs from the universe and shit that this needs to happen. Because like I said, I didn't even realize how much this situation affected me until recently, like until dealing with this, I didn't realize how much, how many like different types of emotions and shit that I've been just suppressing to continue on and not deal with it. Cause it's something I just didn't want to deal with. So Here we are. So then after my shower, you know, I got out. I unblocked him. And I responded and I was just like, you know, I apologize for being uh, childish for a moment. And while I was typing, he actually responded and was like, you know, sorry for being so defensive. So, you know, by reading that, I was like, okay, we both on the same page. Like we both are feeling some type of hurt, whether, you know, we are hurt for the things that we did or we're hurt from the shit that we experienced. And we're both trying to heal, obviously. So by him responding that, you know, I seen that we're we're both trying to get through this. So. Um, I, you know, break down exactly how I feel, break down everything, break down exactly how he fucked up or in my eyes, because the truth of the matter is he didn't see it the way I seen it. Like, you know, he had a whole different story of what happened and I had my experience of what happened, which is crazy, but. You know, it is what it is. You know, he claimed he had different intentions in which I can't speak on because I can't speak on anyone's intention. I can only speak on the delivery and how the message was portrayed. So that's what we got. You know, I you know, we got off the off our chest, I guess. So, you know, once we made that clear and had an understanding, like for me, like emotionally, at least like it took a lot for me to kind of just accept it like you know because i was hurt like you know he hurt me and i have to kind of just if i'm gonna forgive him And then I need to forgive him. Like, it's not something that I need to. I mean, we're not going to be friends or anything, but just on the topic of forgiveness, like if I forgive him, then that that's just it. Like, I forgive them. I forgive him for that situation. We have an understanding. He apologized. I accepted the apology. So then we would move forward. Like, you know, there's no need to keep coming back and revisiting it. And like during the end of that conversation, I had to really check myself mentally and just like with, you know, spiritually and just emotionally because I wanted to continue jabbing him like I wanted to continue to be like and you did this this and that and you did this and that and this and that like just keep reiterating the hurt that I felt because it's hurt like you know and it's just like what am I going to do am I going to keep like wanting him to hurt because that's what we do hurt people hurt people like when we're hurt especially someone who hurts us we want them to feel the same kind of hurt which is why we usually react the way we do so i had to be mindful of that and like be mindful again of myself and just let myself know that this is for healing. This is not for revenge. This is not for anything else but healing. So I need to act accordingly. So I accepted the apology and I just left the conversation as that. And then after the conversation was over, like I cried, I felt good. Like, you know, I felt to get that shit out of me. It felt good to be heard. If I mean, I'm understand that, you know, I'm grateful in this situation that he was even able to like want to hear and see where he fucked up you know or whatever the case may be because it could have been someone who you know could have been aware of his actions and then continue to cover his tracks so they can be the person or whatever the case may be like lying to themselves to make them feel like they're a great person and that don't make mistakes because we all make mistakes you know and then just like with this situation and like forgiving and stuff it just made me think about the justice system (laughs) because like you know when you think about it you know if somebody breaks the law i'm not you know gonna go say what kind of law they broke or what they did or whatever to go to jail but like say someone did something small to go to to jail or prison or whatever the case may be like our justice system is literally how we forgive people so when someone goes to jail they, you know, they pay their time, they pay their debt to society, no matter how many years or whatever, they pay whatever they are sentenced to. And then when you get out from doing that, and when you get out from paying your debt to society, I guess, you are still paying. Like, you can't get a job. You can't even get fucking EBT or food stamps or any fucking help from um, the government, which you should be the one of the main people getting help from the government because you just got out of fucking jail. And then also not to mention the stigma that comes along with getting out of jail. So that's literally how we kind of deal with forgiveness as humans. Like when someone does something to us, we say, you know, they apologize or make up for it, however you feel they can make up for it. And then after that, we never let them live shit down. Like even in like relationships and stuff. I know it's like not everyone, but majority of people like in relationships, like if they're with a partner who cheated, more than likely, every time there's a fight or every time the person who was hurt feels some type of way, they're probably going to bring up, well, you the one who cheated. You're the one who stepped out. Like, you know, that's like, those are things that are just common. So it's just like, that made me think about like how I want to move in forgiveness. Like if I forgive you, that means that that is put to rest. Like, you know, that that's the end of it. There's no need to keep holding shit over your head because you're a human and you make mistakes. These are all for like lighter situations. I have, you know, different feelings about like, you know, other shit. God is still working on me to accept, you know, all types of shit, all types of craziness that humans can do. I read somewhere or heard something that humans are the only species on earth who hold on to their mistakes. Like, you know, for animals, for example, if a dog or a fucking lion or something makes a mistake um, in life or whatever the case may be, like, that's it. Like, they make a mistake there and then they move on. Like, they don't, like, think about, you know, oh, man, I accidentally killed that fucking... (laughs) <laughs> that fucking animal when he was nice to me like they just moved the fuck on like humans are the only living species who dwell on our mistakes like even when it comes to forgiving ourselves like with the guy that I was talking to like I'm pretty sure he's gonna have to process healing and forgiving himself for my experience with him like you know what I'm saying so that kind of thing that I'm saying about forgiving other people, we have to apply to ourselves as well, because we are the hardest on ourselves more than the, the person who's like, you know, that was hurt. Like we are more, like tougher on ourselves when it comes to forgiveness like we I I know people who aren't fulfilling their lives as punishment to themselves for some shit that they did as a like in the childhood or in their young adult lives like they feel like they fucked up so much that they don't deserve to be happy in life like that's the extent we go as humans and that's just not cool like, you know, it's like we still deserve to live. We're still here living. We're fucking humans. No one has the fucking blueprint to life. Like, we're all winging this shit. Like, every single soul on this planet is winging it because we all don't know what the fuck is up. So, when you we make a mistake, no matter how bad it is, like, you know, you I don't know what the process is going to be like for you know dealing with something a little bit more detrimental but in terms of healing like we need to get in the habit of really just forgiving ourselves and moving forward I'm not saying not acknowledging the other person's hurt or anything I'm like if you feel like you did something wrong like I said in the last podcast episode you do for you like you realize that you did something fucked up so out of care for yourself you're going to try to make it right by apologizing to the person you hurt because you realize you fucked up. So you do that and whether that person accepts it or not, you still do what you need to do to apologize and then you have to forgive yourself for hurting that person or doing whatever it is that you're apologizing for. And then you're going to have to move on. Like that sounds crazy and shallow, but that's life. Like we can't sit and dwell on shit and hurt that we did back in 20 years ago type shit. Like, you know, and that's easy for me to say now in this conversation. But like, like I said, this week has been really trying and um, I revisit another situation, which is not as easy for me to forgive and heal, but I am doing a lot better Uh, this morning. I actually wrote a letter to the person. Um, who I'm going to actually tell you who it is. I break all this shit down for you. Let me actually just start there. So let me say how I even got back to this. So, okay. So I was supposed to go to a fucking, uh, farmer's market this week to meet up, um, to get like some, you know, it's a black farmers market in East New York to get some veggies and shit and some like, um, honey and all kinds of stuff. And so I looked up the fucking, um, farmer's market address and that address was literally a block away from the house. Literally one fucking block. One block. One fucking block away from the house in which I was robbed in. So, you know, I, I, I believe I shared this story on my podcast before, but about three years ago, I was living in East New York. I was renting a room. I was in a really tough spot. So I literally just rented the first room that was affordable yeah and it was with black people it was a man named tony lindsey he was a black man so i felt a little bit more comfortable renting from him and stuff but it was actually the worst experience ever yeah so that's how I ended up in that position in that um, house end up renting from him to begin with so I was renting here because it was what I can afford because New York is expensive I was in a very tight tight spot vulnerable situation in which I realized that that's what he he does he preys on women who need a place to stay black women particularly he preys on black women um, who need who are in vulnerable situations and need a place to stay because if someone you know is so vulnerable they're more, more than likely to abide by whatever rules or whatever demands that you have because they need something from you like you know and with him being so knowledgeable on black life and how black people are treated and black on black crime and all this stuff like I can't help but to believe that he is preying on black women because he knows that he'll be able to get away with it in which he has been getting away with it for I don't know how long but he's being strategic about it. So that's why it's a a little bit tougher for me to forgive, but I'm I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So let me, back to the story. So now, you know, I've been living there with him, uh, not with him, Um, he's been renting the room out. So it was like a house in which it had like three rooms and he was just renting it out, specifically to just black women. So there were two other black women who lived there. At the time, it was another, it was a Jamaican woman and it was another bitch who actually worked with him. Like she was just, she's just, long gone like that's his fucking puppet so and there was a Jamaican woman there who didn't take shit either and she really like you know she ended up moving out like probably a month after I moved in because he she was complaining about shit and then he was threatening to call um immigration on her and all kinds of stuff like I remember hearing her like bawling in her room and stuff and it was just like I was just didn't even know what was going on until I realized she told me afterwards actually ran into her after um I moved out like probably like a year after this happened. I ran into her in a different neighborhood. And we had like a little conversation and a little bonding moment that like we made it through some bullshit. (laughs) Shout out to her. I hope she's doing well. But so. All right. Now back to the story. So like in this place, like, you know, it's a, a house that he's renting rooms out of. And in this situation in New York, like, you know, people do this a lot. So in which you pay one amount for the month and that covers utilities, rent and everything like they give you one amount that you pay one total amount that you pay monthly and it covers all costs so this was that type of situation so I didn't have to worry about like electric bills and all that shit I paid him one amount one total amount and that covered everything so there's the backstory so now I'm here been here for a couple months got a new roommate she's cool and um, well cool at the moment she's also like very very young she's like a child so she's easy to manipulate as well and so while I'm here, like shit is just going left. Like, you know, it's the winter time now. I done caught the flu like twice because the heat is not on. There's like, it was like upstairs, downstairs, like in the kitchen, in the basement and shit, like downstairs, there's like a huge water bug problem. There was a mice problem. Um, I remember coming home a couple times, like the uh, Con Ed, whoever's in charge of the gas here, they'll hand me like a $2,000 bill and was like, if you want us to turn the gas back on, you need to pay this electric shit getting cut off, Wi-Fi getting cut off every week. Like every time I try to use something, it'd be like, pay your Wi-Fi bill. So basically this nigga was finessing us. He was taking our money and not paying for the requirements to live in a fucking house so of course me being who I am I spoke up for myself and them being the women that were there he again he choosing wisely He choosing women in vulnerable situations who wouldn't necessarily speak up for themselves because they need a place to stay but me like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna speak up especially if you're taking my money that's where i really will get defensive like i'm paying you so the least you can do is make sure the shit that i'm paying for is on like i couldn't even cook some days and eat because the gas wasn't on then i have to call him up and hit him up every other day to turn shit on so it got to the point where i got tired. So I was paying weekly there, not monthly. So I remember I was just like, I'm not paying anymore. So after two weeks of not paying, I went out and this is crazy. Let me just tell you how the universe even set this up. Like I'm, this is crazy. So on this particular day, um, my friend at the time, Hadassah, shout out. I'm always going to be grateful for you looking out, girl, always. Um, My friend Hadassah at the time, we were going up to Harlem. I was in East New York, Brooklyn. We were going up to Harlem for like an event. I think it was something with my friend Simone too. Um, And I just remember feeling so sick that day. Like I just didn't feel good at all. And then I remember talking to Hadassah and I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to take my recorder, like what I'm actually using now to record this fucking podcast episode, my Zoom recorder. It's like, I'm going to take this with me because I want to record. I wanted to get a clip of audio from her doing something. I don't remember exactly, but that was the reason for me taking um, my recorder. And then I had like a couple books or whatever, and then we went up to Harlem. You know, while I was in Harlem, I just felt sick. Like, it's just the energy. I just didn't feel right as a person. I knew something was going on. Like, so then we, I think it was like 2, 3 a.m. Because, you know, it was one of those New York summers. Like, we get home hella late. I think I got back to New York or to Brooklyn, East New York, um, like at 4 a.m. I think it's about the time I got there. And then when I got there, um, I went up to my room. And one, my room door was gone. (laughs) There was no room door. And the whole room was cleared the fuck out. Every single thing that I owned, I even I think I got a cat like about a week before that. Every single thing that I owned, computer equipment, lighting equipment, fucking weed, toothbrush, fucking vibrator. Every fucking thing I owned, even my cat I owned was gone. So y'all can only imagine how I felt like I didn't know what to do. First person I called was Hadassah because I just left her and I know she's up. So I called her shout out to her she pulled up immediately um, and then you know I did what any person would do we called the fucking police please come out they don't give a fuck it's like two fucking Caucasians who basically blamed me for it they was just basically like they pulled up and I was like yo this happened like he took all my stuff and he was like what did you do. And I was just like, does it like what? Like what? Like I literally showed these niggas the room that was empty. We went down to the basement and it was a it was always just a whole bunch of shit in the basement, in which they was just like, here's all your stuff here. And I'm like, this ain't my shit. And I'm realizing there's like beds, there's a whole bunch of just like different things. And I'm just like, how many times have this nigga done this? Cause this ain't my shit. This is other people's stuff. So, anyways, after that, I was like, Well, can y'all at least give me a report so I can prove that I, I called you guys out? They said no. It took me calling the police fucking four times um, to get an actual police report. And the police, the people who did it was a black man and a Spanish woman. Shout out to them. But by the time I got that report, he done changed the locks on the door. So now I can't even get into the house to even prove that I live there. So at this point, there's literally nothing to do. Fast forward to going to court. That was some bullshit, too. Like, I literally had to have a fucking mental breakdown in the fucking court, off, like, court setting, court, whatever, just so these niggas could take me seriously. That judge was like, oh, do you have receipts for the shit that he took? And I'm like, bitch, he took all my shit. If I did, of course, I didn't see it like this. Like, you know, I'm paraphrasing now, but I'm just like, bitch, (laughs) if I had the receipts, he would have taken them. Like, do you not understand that this nigga took everything? Again, shout out to Adasa, who was there, and she, you know she wasn't as emotional as I was in the moment and she was able to really break it down because I was ready to fucking spaz and fuck it and just fucking knock some shit over because at this point y'all niggas ain't listening so there's the backstory so then after that like the judge allotted me like three thousand dollars or some bullshit but then I have to go and pay someone to actually get the money so i never because i can't afford a lawyer i tried and everything tried to even look for someone pro bono and all this but it just didn't happen so i just kind of had to accept the situation and move on like you know that as crazy as it sounds i just had to move on but it was really hurtful because i didn't feel hurt at the time like even with the other situation that i was talking about um with someone the guy i dated in the past episode and earlier this episode like my friend at the time um not Hadaza, a different person like I was like um I told them what happened with the guy I experienced and like they didn't even unfollow the dude on Instagram and I remember spazzing on them and I'm like yo how could you want to follow someone and after I just told you what they did to me like and we we're supposed to be friends so then now fast forward to this one shout out to Hadassah who definitely she experienced all that with me but like Everyone else was just like, get over it. And it was just like the reality check of like black women and dealing with shit. Like all the men, I had like two men in my life that were friends. And, like, one of them, like, they pulled up and was waiting outside for, like, I think I was trying to, I was trying a whole bunch of shit, y'all. It was not something I just, like, went away and cried. Like, nah, I pulled up to the house every day trying to figure out something, trying to figure out a way to break in. I was ready for destruction. So, um, on this particular day, I was waiting out front with a guy friend. I think we were, like, trying to see if a locksmith could change it. But the locksmith was, like, $400. And I was like, nah. So, we were sitting out front and we are just, like, talking about it. And he was just trying to just basically say get over it like you know you know at least you still have your life which is dope yeah that's great i do understand that now but it's like nigga i was just robbed yesterday of everything like can can i be upset like everybody was just like you know they're just material things life goes on and i'm like nigga i get that but like fuck like i was just robbed like if it was the other way around and these niggas was robbed we'll be riding around the block looking for this nigga right now so let me at least be upset like it's like the week of it happening and niggas expected me to be over it like you know there's nothing you can do let's move on and it was just super frustrating so you know definitely ended a lot of friendships (laughs) but that was just like you know a reality of like people really don't be giving a fuck about black women and this man tony lindsay <laughs> his instagram is at t-o-n-y-l-i-n-d-s-a-y underscore underscore director d-i-r-e-c-t-o-r his twitter is at l-a-r-t-i-s-t-5-8-0 so you know obviously i'm still dealing with this hurt because i just you know ex- you <laughs> just exposed this nigga y'all do what y'all will with that information but the this this dude has no remorse like Fast forward to now. I'm, you know, living where I'm living. I moved here like about two years ago, like a year and some change, like at the end of 2018. And my first week living here, y'all, I ran into this nigga on the street. He was protesting for black women. He was protesting against brutality and disrespect against black women. So y'all know I lost my shit. I tried. I, I seen him from afar. Like I can't, I can't forget his face. I tweak every time I see someone who looks like him. So On this particular day, I was about two blocks away, and I spotted this nigga from afar, y'all. And deep down, I was like, I think that's actually him this time. And this is only about a year after it happened. So then, you know, I was speaking to myself in my head, like, let the universe handle it. Because, you know, now I'm more spiritually in tune. So I'm like, I'm going to let the universe handle it. Ah, 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 ah. Y'all, I'm about a feet away from this dude. I walk up, tap this nigga on his shoulders. I don't... (laughs) Something took over me because it was not me. I lost it. I was like, mm, Are you Tony Lindsay And then once he realized who I was, he literally shooed me off with his hand. That's actually when I fucking lost it. Like, you out here creating a scene? I'm going to create a fucking scene. I'll give you a show. And I'm like, I just want it to be heard. So, like, you know, I was like, everyone, police, hey. So I'm over here yelling like, this man, Tony Lindsay, robbed me a black woman. And now, you know, I I literally had a mini crowd around me. Like, what did this guy do? And he eventually, like, you know, ducked off and left. But, you know, I did feel a little bad afterwards because I was taking light from, you know, what they were actually protesting because some shit did go down and I did, you know, feel bad for trying to take, not trying, but like accidentally taking some of that light. But my heart was speaking at the time and there was nothing I could do about it. So with that being said, like with me experiencing that, like I know exactly how this nigga is moving. Like he has no remorse. He's probably still fucking finessing black women to this day. And the fact that he's so aware of everything that's going on, you can't be oblivious to the treatment of black women. You can't be oblivious oblivious to the fact that no one protects black women because you are literally using it to your advantage. So... With all that being said, shout out to everyone um, on Twitter because when I was in my fields, I actually, you know, googled him. And his Twitter and shit popped up because he's a fake community man out here trying to be a spokesperson for black people. Um, he was in like some newspapers and shit, but he really ain't shit. Like y'all, he's he's not. <laughs> so that's why I just need to like just, anyways. So when this happened, I felt the need to you know talk my shit on Twitter. Not necessarily talk my shit, but share talk my shit and share how I feel. Um, just share my story because I didn't really speak about it much. Like I shared about it on my Facebook privately to like the people who I actually know because I'm like I need to actually help during the time it happened but outside of that i didn't really speak on it much i didn't really even tell who who'd say who did it like you know but i i was ready to sing this time around so you know i at him broke down how i feel exposed everything that he did to me and shout out to everybody who did Um, retweet retweet and comment and all that stuff because that allowed your girl to feel seen. And rewind back to the other situation that I was talking about um, with the guy in the past episode and earlier this episode. I think that moment of me crying afterwards was just... uh, like the contentment with finally being heard. That's all I think I just wanted in that situation. Because there's what can you do after that situation? Like, what? I mean, you could pay me. That always works. Money helps. But um, outside of that, there's not really much you can do to make for it uh, other than an apology and accepting the situation. But for me, I realized afterwards when I was crying, like, I just wanted to be heard. And I feel like that's kind of the same with this situation, too. I mean, actually, I thought that was it, but I still been wanting payback and stuff for this nigga. But um, so this morning when I woke up before I did the podcast, I actually wrote him a letter and I burned it. Um, I did this in the past with my mom and stuff, and it's just like, this is just one of those common things that I see all the time in terms of releasing negative and unwanted emotions without a setting apology. Like a lot of people say to write that person a letter and then burn it because by writing the letter, you're letting the feelings out. You're, you know, the paper is hearing you. The universe is hearing you. So... That's, exact, that's exactly what I did. I wrote, uh, I used like a printer paper and that printer paper was full. <laughs> I folded up that paper with how I felt about this dude and I burned it this morning. It's actually still on fire right now on my little candle holder. Back to the Twitter thing, like, you know, even posting this on Twitter, like the process of me mentally, it was like fucking with me because like, you know, one, once you put your your information out there, you allow people to give their opinion and to critique it and to not be on the same page as you, like, you know? So with me doing that, I was like waiting around for someone to say something. I was just like, no, no one's going to care. No one still care. I think I even wrote on there, like, even if no one still cares, I'm happy I got this off my chest. And... But that's like the pressure it comes. It's just like, why are you sharing it? Are you sharing it because you just want to expose him? Or are you sharing it because you want to heal? Like, why are you you sharing it because you want to be a victim? Like, why are you sharing this? So I have to kind of sit with myself and just like, be grateful for the people who did listen, but not have that expectation on people. Like it was, it was just a little heartbreaking because like, you know, I, you know, there were still no men who came through or whatever to like, I guess, understand what I felt like. But then it's just like, why do I care? Like, why do I care that other people care? Me caring is a enough. Like me caring is enough to do what I feel like I need to do in order to heal with this situation. So why am I so bent on other people caring? Like, you know, it's because I have to like, do I still want to be the victim? Like, do I still want to play victim? Which I did because I'm still hurt. I'm, I'm still feeling like the victim. So with me writing this letter and burning it and doing all this shit, I really just and I'm in the process because I can't say that I've accepted it and I moved on. I'm not even going to lie to y'all like that. I'm in the process of really just fully accepting this. And that's why I was so um, grateful that you know i with this justice card and the king of cups cards is um on these tarot cards that i pulled because this is literally what i've been dealing with this morning still so this is probably mainly my energy in these cards that i pulled. but like i said with the the moon and all the shit in alignment we probably all going through something very similar so i have to understand that Even if I don't see justice served the way I feel like justice needs to be served, I can have faith in the universe to know that justice will be served. And um, I need to basically have more control over how I continue to react with the hurt that I am feeling, because that reaction is what's going to cause a more reaction or cause some more bullshit, you know. So I shared his his Instagram, which is the Tony Lindsay underscore director and his Twitter here. I wrote to him on Twitter, um, he's just ignored me of course because that's all he needs to do. He'll ignore me and go and it'll go away because that's what's been happening. But I need to stop, you know, trying to be the victim and just accept it, deal with this and not trying to continue to hurt him because obviously he hasn't felt the hurt that I felt and that's what this is, what me doing this is doing, it's just me wanting to continue to jab at him until he feel the fucking hurt that he's caused me. So that's not healing that's revenge and shit like that so i'm in the process of really just accepting it and moving forward and i'm really grateful that i am doing this right now um so i can really just be at peace with everything and just accepting accepting it like i don't every time i see him if i happen to see him online or if i see his name somewhere or if i even think about the situation again like i want to be in a comfortable space where it's just i just accepted it and it's like no ill feelings because if you really want to like take it there like this situation is what fucking started this whole spirit not started but it like expedited the fucking spiritual journey because after this shit happened i was just like what the fuck is life what is life is there a god like you know I was going through all those things and it it led me here to being the woman that I am today and I even learned that you know even with that whole situation happening of him literally taking everything from me like I learned that I was holding on to so much bullshit that I was supposed to let go and I knew it but I didn't want to let go and you already know when you refuse to do something that you know you need to do that you feel you need to do the universe take it up a notch and handle it for you and that uh unfortunately not unfortunately because it was fortunate because i i gained a lot out of it so that's the way i need to kind of focus on a more than the actual hurt and shit because there was a lot of beauty that came out of this like there was a lot of beauty not to mention this nigga got two daughters like I was like this nigga probably gave all his daughters my fly ass shit because after that like my fucking style became trash like I literally put no effort into a wardrobe and it's been about three years now and I feel like now that I've accepted this I'm ready to step it up and really get back fly I mean I was always fly you know everything I put on is fucking fly I'm a black woman you already know how we do but you know I really want to get back into having feeling like I have a sense of style because I've just been doing whatever these past three years and I just want to get back to it get back to feeling good get back to doing things that make me feel good physically like you know I feel like through that experience I kind of let that shit go because I felt like I had to worry about other things like i have to fucking buy a toothbrush and shit the next day like i have to buy a whole bunch of other and more important things i have to figure out how to get a new birth certificate new social like i have to do all that shit. so how i looked wasn't a priority so now that i'm really i'm even feeling it now that i'm even talking about it but like now that i'm finally coming to a, a close like this shit is finally coming to a close um, at least occupying my mind and my feels like this shit is coming to an end um i feel like you know it's time to rejoice and get a whole new fucking wardrobe i think i might fucking buy myself a fucking dress or something after this because i fucking deserve it so and that's kind of all i want to talk about in terms of forgiveness i know i'm still kind of emotionally involved with this last situation so um, hopefully you know y'all were to underst- y'all were able to understand where I'm coming from and what I'm trying to tell y'all <laughs> what I'm trying to articulate. but also I just want to end this with a little a little lighthearted because like I'm working on masks and jewelry and stuff and while I'm working on like shell monies, I watch a lot of shows and listen to a lot of talks and stuff. So that'd be giving me the content for (laughs) my weekly podcast. But um, this past week, I've been watching Living Single. And I just want to share my appreciation for Living Single real quick. Like, the writers, like, I haven't even rewatched Moesha, but compared, like, looking at what people are saying about Moesha on Twitter, I'm just like, I don't even know if I want to revisit that show. Like, I don't think it's going to be as fun as i think it would be um but then me revisiting live the single i'm like this show is so dope it's like heavy on the pick me energy (laughs) for women it's all heavy on the pick me pick me pick me i cook i clean i do this but outside of that um it's a really fucking great show and this show one women empowerment hell yes like it's just like they like honey this is the 90s and it just made me think like about now like we're in 2020 and we're so caught up with living in the 90s and early 2000s we're so caught up with living in the past and it's just like yo if you really look at things like we are so privileged right now and we are so stuck in the past like i wonder like in the 90s where they they weren't like you could see it in the show like in the 90s they were like yo back in the 70s it was lit we had disco pants like we we're like we're like idolizing a time that wasn't as great as we think it was like in terms of entertainment yes but like in terms of like being a woman and doing all kind being black like we're doing a lot better now than we were back in the 90s and early 2000s so um I feel like we should really be present like watching living single made me realize how present we are not like we are so focused on being in the 90s and stuff like we are like I don't know because maybe it's because everything is being brought to light because all the shit that going on now was going on 10 times worse in the 90s so you know but but the fact that it's being exposed I guess people don't want to deal with that but that could be for anything it could be for how women are being treated or shit in general black people like you know it's it's You know, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it is what it is. And by us exposing it now, it's allowing us to make the changes that are necessary. So I'm going to do the work to really appreciate 2020. Like, so there was like a scene with Sinclair and Overton where they were like, you know, they are obviously obsessed with each other and they were like going on a date. I'm like on season two right now. (laughs) And they were going on a date. And like you know he went in the hallway she wasn't there so he went back in the house then she went in the hallway he wasn't there and then so she went back in the house and then they both felt like you know each other they stood each other up or you know what i'm trying to say so like you know now i was just thinking like literally that would have been over with the text like you ready <laughs> that would have never happened so it's like it's just like a lot of shit to appreciate but i also want to say that kyle Kyle, he's fine, but his fucking style was impeccable, and I don't think we acknowledge that enough. I love Maxine, but I really adore Sinclair and Overton. I feel like we sleep on them. Like, we admire a whole bunch of other people for couple goals, but that, I know they were, like, technically weird or whatever, but that is fucking cover- our cover that is fucking couple goes the way over was loving on sinclair and just love her as is like he didn't want to change anything about her she could say the craziest shit and he'll be right there supporting her like that's my kind of party that's we that's the kind of shit that i like to see when it comes to love so shout out to overton and living single and every all the writers on living single because they are highlighting a lot of shit that women still go through today I just want to say, um, show my appreciation for living single. It's it's teaching me to appreciate today. <laughs> Watching living single is it's teaching me to appreciate today and to live in the now. Because them women, they were living in the now. They were not worried about the 80s or nothing. They said, I don't know how many times I heard, sweetie, this is the 90s. Like, we do things different now. Like, we need to have that same energy. Like, sweetie, it's 2020. We're not doing that anymore. I'm doing what I want to do, honey. We're not. Mm-mm. So shout out to living single shout out to queen lativa and everybody else who's on that show and was a part of it um writers directors all y'all because i know it's a whole whole process a whole crew involved and it's not just the cast so shout out to everyone who was a part of living single i appreciate y'all i look forward to finishing um these seasons within the next couple days so that's all i have for y'all in this episode thank y'all for listening to you girl um in my shit, and hopefully you know this can encourage you to really face or deal with emotions that you may have suppressing and to forgive yourself for whatever hurt that you may have caused anyone and forgive others for the hurt that they have may have caused you no matter how crazy it is um I, you know pray that you go to the process or at least start it because it's it's beautiful like i feel lighter one and i just feel at ease like you know even after with this tony Lindsay situation like i'm still dealing with it but since i began the process like i i feel good y'all like i feel so much better i feel so much better so again thank y'all for listening um if y'all like this episode or any episode uh please be sure to like subscribe share it with a friend um, also, you know, follow Avocado and Honey at Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms. We're also on YouTube, so follow us there. Subscribe to us there. My personal Instagram is at underscore Samangie, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E. If you're interested in adding a little razzle-dazzle to your hair, I make beautiful crystallized hair accessories um, with crystals and calorie shells, actually. And that's under Shell Monies, S-H-E-L-L-M-O-N-I-E-S. Thank you again, y'all. Continue to drink your water so we can continue to grow together, y'all. Talk to y'all next week.